welcome listeners to our season three premiere of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Shar. And I'm Kelly. And this week we dive right into putting our audience feedback results into action, starting with a recommended discussion on the film Predator from 1987. We're lucky enough to be joined by friend of the podcast, B. Dave Walters from L.A. by Night, who just happens to be a Predator knowledge expert. B. Dave, tell everybody about you. <laughs> Wait, important point of clarification. Is this an audio-only podcast? Are the people yeah. being denied my beautiful visage? I'll, I, we'll take some screenshots no, for you. I want you to know, face. first of all, first of all, I have a legit Predator backdrop. I'm wearing official <laughs> Predator merch because... I, I I won't lie to you and say I put on pants. We know that's a lie, but I thought about putting on pants <laughs> you because you might see me. Yeah. The effort uh, is there, Walters. Yeah. I say words about things. I'm somewhere seven days a week doing stuff. Um, as of the time of this recording, this is number three thing today, and it's my day oh. off because that's my life now. Oh, no. uh, but, but for a couple of years there, I did host the official Predator web series for Fox. So, wow. I'm deeply steeped in this particular <laughs> franchise. Uh, that being said, I've been cursed by hubris before, so who knows? They may have some trivia coming up that might stump me, but yeah, I kind of know a thing or two because it was sort of my job to be an expert for a while there, so yeah, Good. but I do truly love this movie. Also, also, keep making eye contact with the camera, like meaningful, longing, human connecting eye contact that you can't even see. <laughs> <laughs> We met B. Dave during our charity stream that we kept talking about last season of uh, Vampire the Masquerade for Vancouver by Night. And that was so fun. That was really fun. I loved, um, we didn't get to actually perform with you. You were in a scene before us, but it was still fab. Um, I'm never far away, though. I'm I'm never (laughs) far away. It's fine. uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities for us to peacefully coexist and not at all terrible. Yeah, uh, you know, interaction. No, it's fine. It'll be fine. In a vampire campaign, I'm sure we'll get along just swimmingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. ripping a, everyone's bodies limb from Definitely limb. Definitely not that. That is true. Although uh, I, I suppose if I if I'm being overt by now, if you know who I am, you know who I am. But if yeah, you might have heard from me, I play uh, in, a, in a little show called Vampire the Masquerade, L.A. by Night, where I'm the undisputed Baron of the Valley, Victor Temple. Um, I'm going to do a just metric ton of dungeons and also dragons uh, all over the internet, uh, write a bunch of stuff, say a bunch of words. Yeah, crowdfunding for a documentary right now uh, through August 9th, uh, Dear America from a Black Guy, uh, which is pinned at the top of my Twitters, which is uh, at B. Dave Walters, but just trying to continue the good work of Black Lives Matter, uh, elevating the conversation, trying to move the nation forward, because if we just keep yelling at each other, we're kind of pretty much doomed. So yes. there's that. Awesome. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But to focus on a different kind of animal or predator, not uh, each other, but the the predator. (laughs) But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to be unnatural and possibly deadly. Yeah, so I made the drink this week. Uh, I couldn't figure out for the longest time where this movie actually like took place. So uh, it's it was in Guatemala eighty six, and they filmed it in Mexico. Yes, but where <laughs> where is the where does the story where are they canon taking place? Guatemala eighty yes. six, and I only just found <laughs> out that about twenty minutes ago. 
Yes. <laughs> so this is a uh, Peruvian inspired one. Which is, oh, no. I was also looking for something green and like this cocktail popped up. Uh, but I have made it just the most weird color of green. And I'm excited. It uh, matches your hair. It's literally my hair color. Very unnatural. <laughs> it is. It is podcast green. That is true. Like, I mean, it does not look like something you could safely consume. Although there's a Peruvian soup that I like that is green. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a there's a small chain of Peruvian restaurants here. I don't know what it's called, but every time we go, we always just call it the green soup. It's nice. <laughs> um, well, I call this one Predator Blood, but I also like that name, too. I'm sure that soup doesn't have sourpuss in it. Oh, God. So <laughs> I, I, I will just say this now because... Um, uh, it is directly relevant now how they made the predator blood, which you may well know, is the the neon light from inside of those uh, neon um, glow, glow sticks, sticks? Uh, mixed with KY jelly to make yeah. it adhesive. <laughs> nice. Well, there goes one of my facts. <laughs> hey, I told you I'm a monster. I'm an I am an ambush predator. I am genuinely excited to get to my scaredy facts section, and you've said all of them by the time we get there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a non-zero chance. Again, hey man, I don't know everything about it. I mean, it's 30 years of stuff, you know. So, yeah. uh, I mean, you're here I'm for a, a reason, and that reason is to show me up. So I'm excited. I was about to say to be cursed by hubris, <laughs> to be brought low, to spend 90 days bigging up my capability, and then just be like. So who played the lead in the second movie? And I'm all like, herp-a-derp. Yeah. Gary Busey. <laughs> the, real, the real star of that movie. I haven't even seen any of them besides, well, we watched this one for today, but uh, Aliens versus Predator. Alien versus Predator. I saw that. And then the Aliens versus Predators movies are less good. And the most recent one, which was a career ender for someone here, uh, probably for a lot of someone <laughs> was the least good of them all. So yeah, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm 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 rambling here about it. My, I'm 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 letting you. I'm letting you do what you do. Wait, <laughs> should I tell you what it is that I'm drinking? Wait, yes, tell us. <laughs> I recently created a cocktail, which is important for you to know that I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> which is uh, the Captain Morgan's iced tea mix, the like the mixed Captain Morgan's iced yep. tea that comes in the bottle. Sweet red wine and cherry Dr. Pepper. Oh, my. Uh, is it very awful nice. or is it delicious? <laughs> I mean, I have a garbage palate, so I like it. Uh, everyone I've let try it has liked it, though. Ah. Hmm. Uh, it's even fairly smooth on its own. But um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. And uh, I'm, I'm the same person that was lamenting all how tired I am and all the stuff I still have to do. And I was like, yes, but why not have like a comedically oversized cocktail <laughs> right in the middle of all of it? Because there could be no negative repercussions to any of this. Yeah, of course. That's part of the show. But this is mm -hmm. what we are drinking. This is so minty and and I it's indescribable it's, how it tastes it, it's actually quite delightful I like it but it's the mint is what's throwing me off I think because it's not just fresh mint in here there's also something else there's some other things and my like summer drink of choice is definitely a mojito and I think I accidentally made like a a sour mojito? I mean, mojitos are, they have lime in them. They have lots of lime and mint. It's basically just a bunch of ingredients mashed together in a cup. And honestly, it might look like it will burn through you if you drink it, <laughs> but it's, it, uh, that, that, that'll get me where I'm need, needing to go. Yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, por que no los dos, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
So this week we watched Predator, which premiered on June 12th, 1987. It was directed by John McTiernan and written by Jim and John Thomas. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as leader of the pack Dutch. Elpedia Carrillo as Pardon me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I got you to do that twice. (laughs) Elpedia Carrillo as Lone Woman Anna and Carl Weathers as former squad member Dylan. And Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator. I stole a synopsis off of IMDb here from user Will. Thank you, Will. Dutch and a team of commandos have been sent into a Central American jungle to track down some missing airmen that were kidnapped by terrorists. By the time they get to the camp, the airmen have been butchered in a very violent fashion. True, like skinned alive. And the commandos retaliate on the terrorists camp. After that's over, they wait for a helicopter to pick them up, but something strange begins to happen in the woods. It isn't long before the commandos start getting killed off, and Dutch and a girl from the camp, Anna, are the only people left fighting for their lives. But what they discover is too shocking for them to imagine. What's been killing them is the Predator, an alien that hunts rare species and makes his trophies out of their skulls. And human beings are the new species he has discovered. But yeah, there's not much to add to that synopsis. Pretty well done. Um, Everyone gets picked off one by one by the Predator's amazing hunting tactics until eventually it's just Dutch and Anna. Uh, Dutch screams, get to the chopper. (laughs) Oh, get to the chopper. (laughs) Put down the cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is all the podcast going to be for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Mm hmm. Um, what happens then? Uh, so Anna like runs away. Uh, Arnie's done. Like he's left alone to fight the predator. He goes full commando. Not unfortunately falls in some mud realizes. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that he was not commando. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Falls into some yeah. mud realizes that the predator's, uh, vision is like heat seeking or thermal. Sets up an elaborate trap. A huge battle happens. Uh, and the two of them duke it out. Ha, duke it out. Uh, that was on accident. Uh, Look at me. Uh, you get full credit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Until finally we see the Predator's big reveal of the vagina mouth, which is my favorite. Uh, and then eventually Dutch beats uh, the Predator, who starts a self-destruct sequence on his, like, little arm doodad. <laughs> 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 the Predator laughs as so, and uh, Dutch makes it out just in time, and they fly away on the chopper. The chopper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, dear listeners, I realize um, I'm old now, and uh, many of you were born after the glorious heyday of 80s action movies, and there's a non-zero <laughs> chance you also have not seen Predator. Despite what you're hearing about our synopsis here, you really should see it. It oh, really yeah. is one of the greatest action movies ever made. <laughs> yes. It is, uh, it, is just, it is just chock full of gems. Yeah. Hit me with that trailer audio. In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. (laughs) Is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. 20th Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. 
Yeah, that might have been the best action trailer I've ever watched as oh, well. Oh, man. And that 80s, like... That was literally the entire movie condensed into a short film. It is an absolute good. I'm so glad that we have you going first, Kelly, for... Um, oh, my God. Your points, because that trailer just was filled with all of the shots of very um, homoerotic... Oh, Lovely yeah, ass. no, yeah. there's definitely some tingling in the nether regions of like, yeah, you're like, mm, this is okay, right? Literally, it's yeah. like in a world, and then it's like Blaine cocking his minigun. So, not to bury the lead, uh, we mm-hmm. one of our feedback things from last season was that like, we're a queer and feminist podcast, but I haven't been doing like the best job at like, uh, talking about like the queer perspective on a lot of these horror movies, because I haven't been like, most of the time it's like, oh, there's a gay character or there's bad representation, this one has the best representation <laughs> I have ever I mean, seen. I'm like, curveball, curveball. Are you not constantly giving the queer perspective on yeah. these movies? I need to talk about, though, just like the uh, representation. I, I give the perspective of like, here's how I feel as a queer person. But this is like how this how this movie just. Oh, my God. As you said, like people not born with like action 80 movies. I don't think they realized how like <laughs> homoerotic mm-hmm. masculinity was presented in these kind of movies in just they're gay. They're just wrestling. They're just yeah, you know. like, a lo- like a lot. They're just buff <laughs> dudes. Uh, yeah. Like being in the jungle together, just grabbing each other and holding their guns real erotic. Like just running through the surf, hugging each other. Cause they're happy. Yeah. yeah. They're so happy. No. Hey, in predator, look, man, a man openly weeps over the death of another man. Oh yeah. And, like no one questions any of their toughness. I've got like, no? I've got yeah. like quite a few things in, in my list. So full on these Mac and Blaine, like you said, clearly we're mm-hmm. in a relationship together. Uh, like when, when Blaine dies, Mac goes into like full protect or like revenge on the person that I loved mode. Uh, mm-hmm. Blaine has that very of its time statement in the helicopter, dropping the hard F bomb about all the people in the helicopter, which mm-hmm. I think is him projecting or deflecting rather. But <laughs> hey, 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 he's right. That shit will turn you to a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. Though. You know, like he was just he he. he he just, you know, he was trying to help them out. And I'm sure know? Mac knows all too well. <laughs> Mac's a power bottom. Mac's a power <laughs> yeah, bottom. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. They're also like, they're actively listening to Little Richie's song in the helicopter. And like Little Richie mm-hmm. is known for being like closet his, his entire life and having trouble dealing with that, which like all of these men clearly are doing. Shardite <laughs> could not help laugh when uh, Billy is hydrating. He's just hydrating in the jungle. Oh, are you talking about when this vine, he like sucks yeah, off this dude, vine? Just a, just a strong dude getting his, his hydration on in the jungle. And then when he's done, he L- just lets, lets it dribble it all over him. Yeah. Oh, over the chest. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hawkins, oh, shout out to Sonny Landum, our son, our homie who ain't here. Oh, it's so I love that scene and <laughs> the little laugh he does when Hawkins tells like his second joke about how he doesn't care for his wife's vagina. Mm-hmm. That little laugh that Billy does is just <laughs> so heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Shane, Shane Black improvised all those terrible jokes. He really made all those up right there. Oh, on really? The spot. Oh my God! Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you mm-hmm. could tell with the, awesome. you could tell with the second one because he's like, well, you know, because it was like an echo. There was like no mm-hmm. punchline. He was like, no, wait, do you get it though? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> uh, and of course, the moment Arnie sees a big giant vagina screaming at him, he's like, wow, that you're one ugly motherfucker. So I uh, it is a battle vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's seen well, better the, days, the, the, I think. <laughs> although it, they do refer to it. And this is because of the second movie as the pussy face, because uh, this is like a through line in the second movie. Uh, James Cameron designed that look. Oh, really? Uh, why the Predator looks the way it does. Yeah. Stan Winston had designed almost all the makeup, but he's like, it's missing something. And I don't know what it is. And he was like, give it like crab tucks around it. Like literally they were on a plane and Stan Winston is scroll is uh, sketching and he didn't quite have it. And James Cameron is like, no, nah, man, like crab tucks open up and then the mouth open up. And he's like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. And that's why the Predator looks like that. So good. I love it. And it was not just Terminator. He also was influential in Predator. Shout out to James Cameron. Hey, he just loves Arnie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My like, so all of that, we're all having fun here. I think. My biggest problem with this is like while I was doing all this research and I was like talking to people, there seems mm-hmm. to be just like the hardest divide of fans who like when I was talking to them, they're like, yeah, like some of them are like Predator's great and it's so homoerotic. I love it. It's great. And then there's the people who are like hard, no. like, no, this it's I can deflect everything that you say about this movie. Uh, it is just a bunch of strong men in the jungle. <sighs> <laughs> you know, porque no los dos. Yeah, um, you know, uh, hey, I would say, you know, to a person with a foot fetish, watching somebody get a pedicure might be the hottest thing in the world. Yeah. If that's not your thing, it's not your thing. So I can see there two people could look at exactly the same thing. One, see a group of just strong men, even, you know, content to be emotional, to be afraid, to cry, mm-hmm. you know, to laugh together, uh, but just be complete men. Uh, and someone else could look at it and be like, yeah, but they're super fucking though. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it is one of those things, too, where it's like, um, I don't know. I feel like outwardly being gay around that time was such a big deal that like trying to disguise mm-hmm. kind of like your feelings as being overtly manly. And like these dudes could be in the 21st, 22nd. What fucking century are we in? 21st? Sure. Uh, time is a flat circle. Yeah. It is a meaningless concept. A thousand years now. ago when this pandemic started, <laughs> men were yeah, allowed re- to be like jacked, like hearty men and also be gay. There's like, there's names and words for that to label them. And I think like, I'm going to say hard stance. Clearly it was made for a demographic of people who liked burly jacked men and were maybe into them sexually, but under the guiles of like, we need to dissuade that because toxic masculinity needs to be the main focus in this movie. I personally feel like they were very much put on display as pieces of meat for whoever that was going to do it for. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, my personal feeling on the matter. But I mean, you know, I, I think there was probably a lot of hot collars in the theater of all uh, persuasions. But, you know, I, again, I'm like, if, if, it, if it did it for you, that's because they, especially because there's a lot of different kinds of dudes in it, too. Yeah. So it's, it's like. Uh, it was great, yeah. too, that you mentioned this, B. Dave, about how, like, there were men that were openly weeping and that didn't make them any less manly. Men, yeah. 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 And that's really yep. cool to see. Like, it's almost yeah. like it is heartwarming now to watch this movie and like them other than uh, Jesse Ventura's just really bad Lame. line. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really nice to see like a group of men being so close, but still be so like comfortable yeah. with each other. And like <laughs> if I had watched this movie when I'm younger, I sure that I'm sure I would have put this on a list of like awakening movies. 
Oh yeah, you're like, yeah. Hmm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot. I'm feeling some strange emotions yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, uh, some things are happening that I wasn't not exactly clear on. Yeah, what is, I feel like I feel like the next Gateway movie of that ilk was 300. By the way, oh yeah, I think lots of people learn important things about themselves during 300. <laughs> well, you know? I'm also putting it yeah. up there with like Fight Club, which like was written mm-hmm. and directed by a gay man, so that one's more obvious. But like. I watched Fight Club when I was younger and I'm like, oh, maybe like wiry men just punching on each other is kind of my thing. Isn't yeah. it everyone? <laughs> Isn't it everyone? I mean, it's like who among us, right? <laughs> yeah. Who among us does not wish to see such a spectacle? You know, that's why the UFC exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A plus for this movie. I love it. Maybe <laughs> on re-releases, we take out Jesse Ventura's line, keeping the, the sexual tyrannosaur in there. Uh, remove yeah. the other one. Just replace mm-hmm. it with the word friends. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of friends in this helicopter. <laughs> bunch of slack jawed frogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll turn into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. <laughs> so good. And then my mm-hmm. final second point um, is I wanted to talk about the music of this movie. I need your help on this because, like, yeah oh yeah (laughs) there's like like the most important thing ever is happening when they come in on that helicopter at the beginning (laughs) you're like the fate of the free world hinges on what these six dudes are about to do in the next oh yeah and then like at the end that like i don't even i didn't even know that the theme song at the end when arnie was in the jungle after the explosion was from anything because it's been used in other things in the future i think uh, a few trailers used it and the moment mm-hmm. that Shar and I heard it, I was like, oh, that's yeah. where it's from. Yeah. Uh, also, I used to listen to uh, Austrian Death Machine, I think is the name of the band. The one that all of their songs mm-hmm. are based off uh, one liners that Arnie has done in movies. <laughs> and I think they use that as a uh, track. OK. Uh, but then like so those were great. No disputing that. But and then this is this is another one of those things that I think if you haven't seen it also, there's so many like pop culture references you'll hear. You didn't know where it came from. Like if it bleeds, oh, yeah. we can kill it. I didn't even know like you the know? meme of I, the, the, um, the, the, yeah, what yeah. A- Dylan, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. It's like two fandoms mm-hmm. on each arm. Yeah. And then one thing in there agreeing mm-hmm. on. So that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, no, there's a ton of things that are, that are from there. Yeah. But then there's like mm-hmm. this. Sorry. I, you were, you were making a Oh statement. no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, this is great conversation um, and a great energy, I think, for season one or season episode season one, one, season oh, three. God. Man, that that concoction I made is really hitting me. <laughs> so then like throughout the movie, though, there's like this pacing rhythmic beat that I feel like there's never a moment in the movie where there's not a backing track. And it got to mm-hmm. a point, though, where like it was so repetitive that I was trying to like figure out what the point of it was. Like it was, is it, was it just supposed to keep the movie feeling like it's going at like a, a pace, even when like they're just talking in the forest or something? I, I think it is supposed to be the mounting claustrophobia of it. That is, they get increasingly desperate. You know, the music gets increasingly mm-hmm. desperate. That's I, fair. Cause it know, did like, there were some yeah. points when it was almost distracting, but again, it was like the style of the eighties to, to like, Oh, the talking and the, the story and stuff like we ju- we need to put that in there so it makes sense why Arnie's killing this thing. It's kind of also like it's mm-hmm. because it's constantly there. It's so consistent. And that's like the predator itself. Yeah, like, that's what I was also thinking. always around mm-hmm. them. They don't know where when it's going to show up. But like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more on totally. the like I don't 
I came into this statement without really a an ending. It's mostly <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about it. And like right. it was a thing that like you but that's know, valid. You can sit with those feelings. I'll try, to, I'll try to process them as I watch this movie a few more times in the future. <laughs> say stare at the moon and like drink from a flask, you know, while you like ponder your position on the uh, on the on the scoring he was just predator. Out in the woods. Then maybe stab yeah. a pig hanging onto your Gatlin gun, yeah. right? Uh, by Sucking your off a vine hanging <laughs> off our balcony. <laughs> Just, I mean, again, if I had a nickel, man, jeez. Yeah, I filled, I filled our uh, our hose with margarita, and now I just hold it above me, dr- drinking it. It is dramatically though, mm. dramatic margarita mix. Mm-hmm. Anyways, those are my two points. Yep. Yeah, B Dave, do you what comes to mind first when you think of Predator? I mean, what doesn't <laughs> come to mind when I think Predator? I'm like overtly trying to stop myself from just spouting off factoids because really for everyone I've said, I've thought of three I didn't say. Um, it, I, I do think it was one of the pinnacles of the art form. And I think it, Arnold Schwarzenegger deserves a lot of credit for like kind of being there when that thing kind of hit its zenith. Um, Sylvester Stallone was always very vocal about the fact that Batman 92 killed the action movie because Batman 92 was the first one with the muscle sewed into the costume. <laughs> mm. So Michael Keaton as a little guy yeah. was the hero. Uh, Christopher Reeve, they wanted to do that with Christopher Reeve as Superman and he famously refused. Christopher Reeve just got yoked to play Superman. He's like, if I'm going to be a hero. I need to look like it. Michael Keaton was the first one that didn't. Uh, and it is true after 1992, you definitely saw a hard shift into the more of the everyman Bruce Willis style mm-hmm. action hero. So things like uh, Predator into Terminator 2 kind of were the high watermark until things like the Expendables and stuff came back, which is, you know, nostalgic, but not yeah. quite the same. Um, in terms of just accepting the fact that you're going to take something uh, that is fairly implausible with just enough, um, you know, just enough story and plot to keep it moving and and have you be there. It is great. It's an achievement. It is a movie that literally could not be made now. Like that scene in the forest where they shoot down the forest, they really fucking shot <laughs> down oh, the forest. Oh, man. That it's actually happened. But also, yeah. save the trees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by now, you wouldn't be able to find that patch of earth anywhere. It's grown back three times as thick or it's some apartment by now. One of the two. (laughs) One of the two. Um, But yeah, just all of that stuff. And and it was it was innovative for the time. Um, It was uh, the word keeps coming to mind and I keep dismissing it as progressive, which is strange. But in the sense that, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a foreigner. It prominently features two black dudes. Obviously, heavy homoerotic <laughs> undertones. In fact, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the only white guy on the team. Uh, so it, it was diverse. It was inclusive. Kevin Peter Hall was a black dude. So, you know, all, all of that was great. I, I just think as, a, um, as an art form of I'm just going to go on like a 90-minute adrenaline ride, which gets oddly emotional and even frightening mm-hmm. in parts. Because now... Yeah, we look back on it and we all know what happens. But I mean, like that fight when he fights the Predator, like that's legit. Yeah, for sure. And I, this was the first time that I had, I only watched it like for this podcast. So a modern lens, like of the time that it is today. And it, there was, it was, my heart was pumping. Yeah. Yeah. You know why it held up so well? Because so much of it is practical, mm-hmm. too. You know, I mean, the Predator's there. Yeah, for sure. So, and like, the, the effects don't look super corny. Even the uh, even the cloaking effects still stand up because the whole point is it was supposed to kind of look weird. Um, 
And then, you know, the like, but like the weight and the presence of Kevin Peter Hall in the costume very much comes across, you know, and then they, them physically with the guns, you know, firing actual, um, not actual rounds. Uh, what's the, the not blanks. blanks. Or- There's a, I mean, they are blanks, but I was looking for the Hollywood, uh, word for it but i forget but either way you know mm-hmm. like it, there's a there's a realness to all of it and you're and i mean and there's you're with mm-hmm. it like they're they can't mm-hmm. they're shooting at nothing and desperately trying to hit something <laughs> and you're like oh you're mm-hmm. gonna die i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and they do a good job of giving you at least a passing emotional investment in all of them mm-hmm. you know um, I mean, as you get just enough that when something happens to them, you feel bad. And that continues to compound over the course of the movie, which is not true of a lot of things. A lot of things, they just throw people in and like they get killed. And it's like, yeah, but I don't care. Or you were stupid. Or <laughs> yeah. of course you went, you know, you went down into the basement carrying nothing but a flashlight where you thought the killer was like, sure, you got killed. And that's your own <laughs> fault because you're stupid. I mean, these guys, you know, they cooked up a story and dropped the six of them into a meat grinder, <laughs> you know? Um, Even like Dylan, yeah. who's supposed to feel like the odd man out, like the fact that him and Dutch have like a relationship, but then the rest of them don't mm-hmm. like him. It's like you still like Dylan because Dutch likes Dylan. And then you learn more yep. about Dylan and you're like, oh, this guy's actually like, cool. oh, he's dead now. Oops, he lost his arm. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> you ghost in that motherfucker. Oh, man. Give away our position one more time. I'll bleed you real quiet. <laughs> Leave you here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they gave that was like in the trailer too, seeing that like prosthetic or him lose his arm. Yeah, like yeah. the mm-hmm. armless guy was like intense. I was about to say, like they they had a much more liberal policy about spoilers back during those days, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh but I mean in the movie is like very three distinct acts too. There is the the coming for the um for the the terrorist people, then the trying to escape the predator, then the final showdown with the predator. It really is kind of like three movies in one. Mm-hmm. And like the it, this kind of leads into one of my points of there are so many reveals in this film and it goes with like the three acts. Like first they don't know what they're fighting. Then we see this invisible creature, but then we get to see the actual character design of the predator wearing his mask and his armor. I'm assuming it's a man. Uh, I don't know what's in it's there. It's a Kevin Peter Hall. Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a Kevin Peter Hall. That's what yeah. it is. Mm. And then we get to finally see the face, which is such a big reveal too. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I just wanted to bring up someone, uh, a listener sent in uh, the reason we're doing this episode. Thank you, sweet <laughs> listener, who said, uh, I went to college for special effects makeup. And while I was there, I met a man named Matt Rose, who ended up being my mentor and dear friend. He sculpted the prosthetic for the face of the predator. And he said that they made the mouth look like a vagina on purpose. Mm-hmm. And we sort of already touched on that, but like, no shit. They made a film with so much homosexual themes and undertones that the reveal of the enemy's face is a literal <laughs> vagina. <laughs> a gross, gross a, vagina. A crap vagina, but yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know what kind of vaginas also, you're looking at, but in my opinion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't right. have crabs. I can tell you that. I mean, I've, I've, I've checked. So no, you told me like, that was normal, that you weren't an alien. <laughs> right. Yeah, they uh, also Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, is the voice of the Predator. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or well, at least the clicking is Peter Cullen. The roars are a combination of like lots of things. It's like a it's like a like a moose, a polar bear. Like it's like this like weird amalgamation of noises. Hmm. But the like clicking is Peter Cullen. Yep. I also think that I think the 
later canon proves that this predator is male because I'm pretty sure they just give the female predators boobs in the future. Yeah, no. The, well, it, it is revealed, um, at least in some of the clans later on, that they're matriarchal, actually, that the women are in charge. Oh, yeah. Like there, there's, nice. a, there's a significant uh, extended universe of, yeah. Or at least women very much can be the heads of uh, some of the tribes. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. Huge new surprise. If you're a patron, you already know this. But for those of you who aren't, we now have merch. Throw pillows, blankets, mugs, T-shirts, you name it. Uh, We'll get even more fun designs up there when we have some more patrons. Uh, You can buy some awesome merch and find out more on our website, www.drinkingandscreaming.com. This season of Drinking and Screaming is sponsored by Evil Amy's Terror Shop, who provided us with some amazing goodies to talk about on our episodes. Today, I'm going to take a little section to talk about their enamel pins, but they have such a huge collection of them. I wanted to highlight two of their It enamel pins, which was we got a very creepy Pennywise head and uh, a red balloon that said you'll float too on it, which I really like. We met them at Fan Expo this uh, past February, right before the world went to shit. Yeah, back when we could hang out with people. And they're really good people. Yeah. Uh, You can buy all their products. Uh, They ship globally, so it doesn't matter where you're listening from, at EvilAmy'sTerrorShop.com. B-Dave, tell everybody where they can find you, what you're working on. I'm B. Dave Walters. I say words about things. I'm literally somewhere seven days a week. Right now, crowdfunding for my documentary, Dear America from a Black Guy, which you can find pinned at the top of my Twitter at B. Dave Walters and also on Indiegogo. You go straight there. I'm, uh, let's see, Sundays, I do one-on-one shots, which is my talk slash game show. Uh, Sunday nights, I'm on Aegon, which is a uh, Greek um, mythical heroes uh, adventure where we're all demigods. Uh, Tuesdays is Silver and Steel. Thursdays in the morning is Ascension on Roll For It, D&D. And Thursday nights is Dungeons and Dragons of Dark and Wish, which I Dungeon Master. Uh, Fridays, soon we have a Werewolf. Rage Across New York is starting. And if you are looking for a place to play games, uh, I run a lot of them. You can visit my Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Walters. And go get to the shop <laughs> now! <laughs> ah! Uh, once again, any information that you want to know about us, go to drinkingandscreaming.com. If you want to help support the show and get some awesome rewards like stickers, coasters, bonus episodes, and more, go to patreon.com slash drinkandscream. That's where you can vote on our patron polls to tell us what we should watch next. And listen to our new bonus episodes called Pre-Fear, where we chat about the movies we haven't seen yet right before we watch them for the podcast, like Predator, where I totally called that there would be a bunch of homoerotic strongmen hanging out. (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream, on Facebook at drink and scream. You can email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail.com. And you can check out our Discord, which is bit.ly slash hopped up Discord. It's season three. It's time for a new sponsor. Do you smell that? The thick fog in the air, suffocating and muddied. Do you hear that? The creaking boards of the boathouse, the wet crackling of pine needles beneath your cold feet. Do you see that? The dim, pulsating glow of the gas lamp, hanging up, just out of reach. What sort of lakeside terror is this? Well, it's a candle. 
a candle for horror fans. A candle from Liz's Horrifying Candle Co. Shop now on horrorcandles.com with the code DRINKSCREAM10 for 10% off your first purchase of three or more candles. So this is a brand new sponsor that we got and I found them on Instagram, fell in love, reached out and they wanted to sponsor with us. And my favorite part is that these bad boys are handmade with soy wax, which makes them safe for your little fur babies. I feel like it's not well known that you shouldn't use petroleum candles if you have animals because it's basically like smoking packs of cigarettes in their face. So we're really keen on what candles are made of because we do love candles. So these are going to be safe for Buddy. They're going to be Buddy approved. Wink. We're getting a shipment soon and we'll give you our honest thoughts on them as soon as we can. But for now, get 10% off, bro. Drink Scream 10 at horrorcandles.com. Back to the episode. Before we move on to trivia and scaredy facts, I did want to talk a bit about Anna throughout this film. Because the treatment of her, she's the only woman that we get to see and she's treated so terribly. She's literally equated to an object being called Dylan's luggage and then to a dog when someone tells him to put a leash on her, which was great to hear. But I am glad that she was like, When we first started watching, I was like, please let her have some gumption. Please don't just let her be a doormat. So watching her try to escape from the group was really, really cool. She was so feisty and smart. And she's the one that discovers the predator. Like that whole team. Well, the whole team is dead, but like Arnold would be dead if it wasn't for her. (laughs) When the big man was killed, you must have wanted it. Its blood was on the leaves. Yeah. And she started figuring (laughs) things out because like literally the guy's plan was, hey, I saw it once in that direction. Let's unload all of our ammo into that area. And she's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I found some blood. Maybe we could track it. And then they're like, oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, She has a micro cameo in the second one. It's very much blink and you'll miss it Um, because they wanted to get her actually in for the movie and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But at one point you see footage of people being interviewed when it's her, it's that actress. Oh, nice. She's like in a room talking to some federal agents about what happened to her. Cool. Yep. I did think mm-hmm. that it was like a bit of a bummer, though, that the way the honor system of the Predator's hunting techniques works, that she had to not defend herself to yeah. be able to live. That was weird to me. But I mean, she... No, I mean, it's just not sporting if they can't fight back. Yeah. But then so like Arnold like kicks weapons out of her hands when she's trying to use them. No, no, bitch. She gets to live. I, you see what happened to literally everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what was she? If he kicked the gun out of my hand and I got to go home, I'd be okay with that. I, you know what? I'm yeah. okay that he treated me like shit. What? Like, was she a hostage or was she one of the... That wasn't clear to me. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I mean, she's, suppo- she's supposed to be a Zapatista too. Okay, because so then the only reason that they mm-hmm. didn't kill her was because she was a woman then because the rest and she yeah and not actively fighting back and maybe knew something because the it was still part of the like uh recon the mission of some recon okay of yeah so it was like dylan theoretically not just violently murdering an unarmed woman yeah, yeah also but it was dylan that wanted to bring her back because she knew something yeah. you know like they at least would have left her yeah, and I mean, like yeah, it, it, too, so. it is like Dylan has this secret mission mission that he's not telling the rest of him. So, like, the mm-hmm. reason to bring her along, even though, like, now they're getting attacked by a predator, she's kind of causing them hassle. 
Like that, mm-hmm. that's an interesting, yeah, that makes sense. I thought she was well, one of the hostages for the longest time. Dylan really did think those guys killed the last team that was sent yeah. here. We find out the predator killed them, but Dylan really thought they killed the last team. Yeah. That's that's part of why he was like such an asshole about yeah, it. Yeah, and they got decimated. And they had their massive <laughs> orgy all over that group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also true. Whew. Also true. Uh, we have a new mm-hmm. section in season three. Hell yeah. New segment. Oh my God. Ooh, we haven't named it yet. We kind of have dorky names for some of our special segments and we're not. I like where this is headed. This is the <laughs> recommended viewing section. Woohoo. So um, a lot of our listeners don't uh, watch the movies because you're all scaredy cats yourselves. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have like seen this movie and you liked it, we have some ideas for you on what you might like to watch um, next. Yeah. I knew these men Marines at the Fort Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They don't have to be horror movies. And you're, the reason that you connect this movie to the movie that you're recommend recommending can be tenuous at best. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to recommend uh, watching Aliens from 1986, mm-hmm. which is the sequel to the original mm-hmm. of that series, because they're both very action-y horror films mm-hmm. and they have teams mm-hmm. of people fighting against a seemingly impossible alien enemy. They're coming out of the walls, man. They're coming out of the goddamn walls. They mostly come at night. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my rec. Mm-hmm. Do you have one, Kelly? Uh, Fight Club. <laughs> Just another movie that I wish I'd watched much earlier so that I could have my awakening as a, as a younger man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, B. Dave, do you got anything for us? First Terminator. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, the second one too, but especially the first one. I mean, the 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 desperation was greater in the first one. And there is not a more relentless foe than that Terminator to the very last second. To the very last second. Reached. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, that yeah. Arnie, man. Just... I think mm-hmm. there's at least terminated fire. <laughs> I think there's three Austrian death machine songs in the first Terminator. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or that came from. I mean, it. Bill Pullman is the only man to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien and a yes. predator. Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. Was that yep. in your facts? Which will lead us. No, that was not in my facts. Oh, okay. But we that's did talk. A- I mean, it could be for the next time. Yeah. yeah. A very good segue into. I'm restraining myself. <laughs> Scaredy facts. So for uh, B. Dave and those of you who don't know, this section is a mirror of Shar and I's relationship where after we watch scary movies, we like to cuddle up in bed and read some trivia facts to desensitize us and take us out of the moment. And we've introduced that into our podcast, our little potty cule. Never mind. But now this entire section is going to be a test. On you, Kelly, not on B. Dave. On if you found uh, anything, I don't. That he won't I don't. Know. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm trying not to oversell it here, y'all, because uh, I'm like, even if there's a f- uh, factoid that is in my noodle somewhere, like now uh, through the haze of fatigue and my um, abominable alcoholic <laughs> mixture here, I might not be able to draw it as quickly as I once would. So let's see. All right. So I will try and avail myself in a gentlemanly way. (laughs) So we always start with the budget, which uh, this one was an estimated $15 million uh, with an opening weekend in the States of $12 million, which makes sense. I I continue, continue to say this, but I wish we could find opening weekend, not just in the States, but that's hard. Probably requires work. So, I mean, we're, worldwide, it did ninety-eight million, though. So, and I mean, over time, who knows? It's probably did you look made at like the docs, many, many, or did many, you just many, pull many. that out of your noodle? 
I mean, I, y'all, God damn I it. told you it was my job. That was the next thing I was going to say. And you're just like, oh yeah, here's the next line of the document. On this. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind. All right, me. here we go. Don't worry. I'm not uh, competitive. So, you know, here, but no, but here, no, this is, this is the best part about this. Like I've earned enough street cred now that if I get one wrong, I can be like, no, bro, you're wrong. And the audience will actually believe ah, me. my plan. Is turn working. our listeners against <laughs> us. That's true. I mean, at this point, I'm That's like, a, I'm assuming that you are the wrote, one that wrote all the trivia facts in IMDb. So. <laughs> There's a non-zero chance that I wrote a shit ton of them, actually. Uh, you know, you're joking, but I'm like... <laughs> by user you know? B... D- ah, shit. <laughs> all right, so... Or, or some, somebody that at least watched our watched our shows and went back and wrote it all up. Yeah. <laughs> user B-Dave fan. Oh, come on. Ah, all right. Love that guy. So first is a section of just general facts. Uh, so although they were never mentioned in the final film, the full names of the main characters in the original script were, you know what? Fuck it. What was Dutch's full name? Uh, Alan Dutch, um, Schaefer. Alan Dutch Schaefer. What was Dylan's name? (laughs) I may not know Dylan's name, honestly. Yeah. It's like James. No, not James Dylan. That's a gangster. (laughs) I I, I legit may not know the right. I know Alan Dutch Schaefer. I don't think I know the right. All right. So I really don't think I know. <laughs> That's cool. It's a uh, staff sergeant, George Dillon. Uh, and then uh, Sergeant. No, I didn't know that. Sergeant Mac Elliott, Sergeant Blaine Cooper, which just sounds like a wrestler's name. So that makes sense for him. <laughs> uh, sorry. It sounds like a douchebag's name. Also makes sense for him. Sergeant yeah. Billy Soul. Are you sure it's not swole? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Soul. <laughs> no, I didn't know that because I'd have made that joke. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Corporal Poncho Ramirez and uh, Corporal Rick Hawkins. Nice. Yeah. Just a bunch of mm. bunch of masculine, uh, heterosexual, strong men names. Like Hawkins, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Stranger yeah. Things. Actually, yeah, that that's true too. Uh, the Hawkins. There was another character that was like Joe Hopper or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Which Hopper? He's the one that led the first team that went down that they that they couldn't right. find. So like the, the cop from Stranger Things is possibly named after yeah. him, and then Hawkins yeah, Indiana. Huh? They love yep. their eighties, so yeah. I wouldn't put it past uh, them. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Also, in the Predator comic series, Dutch's brother uh, is a cop named Shaper. Oh, sick! Cool. All right. So mm-hmm. this next one's video game related. Uh, the Predator mm-hmm. or uh, Mortal Kombat X has a DLC called the Predator slash Prey Pack, um, and mm-hmm. it adds an alternate costume for the character Jax, uh, named Carl Weathers, which has him uh, dressed up like Dylan and actually has recorded lines from Carl Weathers that he does instead of uh, Jax. Additionally, if you wear the Carl Weathers skin for Jax and have Johnny Cage wear the commando set, they'll do the iconic, like, you son of a bitch, uh, yeah. high, f- high five, hand grip. Arm wrestle. Just like a handshake. Arm wrestle, hand <laughs> arm shake. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a, it's a it's a bro greeting. It's a very broy, very broy. I my dick's much bigger than yours, Dylan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. I mean, especially because that scene goes on about ten seconds longer than the meme where they do like arm wrestle in midair and arms. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I got you. Them. It's a matter. <laughs> they got you pushing too many pins. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, next fact: Arnie, Carl Weathers, Shane Black, and Bill Duke got extremely ill because uh, they drank some tap water um, after the hotel's filtration system broke, and they neglected to tell them. 
Uh, so there are a bunch of scenes where immediately after the director would yell cut, all four of those men would just run out, run to, away to and have go to the, the diarrhea. Bathroom. Just go, just go. Poop. Oh, yeah. Man. Arnold Schwarzenegger lost 20 pounds over the filming of the movie. So he's visibly smaller in some scenes if you're paying attention because he quit reading the food. He started refusing yeah. uh, after they got sick on the set. Wow. There's also like a ton of <laughs> facts about how him and uh, Jesse Ventura just like competed with each other to be the most swole guy on scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Carl Weathers wanted them to believe that it was just natural. He just literally hashtag woke up like this. So he'd work out at like four in the morning. So no one else would see him. That's a power move. Uh, <laughs> that is that you're just like, I don't know what all the fuss is about, you know, and everybody else is killing themselves. So. Apparently mm-hmm. uh, Arnie told the costume department to tell Jesse Ventura that his arms were bigger than Arnie. And then Jesse made a bet with Arnie about whose arms were bigger and Arnie won because it was a lie. <laughs> Also true. If you want to learn something fascinating, like read about or watch videos about when Arnold Schwarzenegger was an Olympia competitor, he would do that shit to dudes all the time. He was like super cerebral, like uh, like mind games with people like the night before competitions be like, you know, I think you'll do well, even though your calves are so tiny. And then they'd be like so like freaked out about their calves. Like they'd like tank the performances and stuff. Yeah, he would do that like on purpose to people. Cover himself in mud to intimidate his opponents. I mean, it would work on me. (laughs) Can't even see him. You're like, where is he? Who's lifting that? Uh, uh, My next fact is that the helicopter pilot seen at the end of the movie saving Arnie is actually Kevin Peter Hall, uh, the guy who's in Mm -hmm. the Predator suit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is him. Nice. Awesome. Yep. All right. I needed to include this fact because it's hilarious and I love it because I'm a child. Uh, the body count in this movie is 69. Nice. 69, <laughs> dude. Uh, one, and then one scorpion, one boar, and one predator. Poor predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Does the predator have a name? Do we know its name in this one? Uh it's just the predator. The original idea for it was the hunter is what it was supposed to be called. And they changed it to predator to sound more metal. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Although do you, in your research of your factoids, did you find who the original predator was? Uh, I, I was going to make a joke that was bad. Um, <laughs> no, I, did not. I mean, what's the joke? It may not be uh, as often. I was going to say Jeffrey Epstein. So it wasn't a good joke. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, sick. Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original predator, so much so that they brought him out there and he he shot scenes. And then um, what happened? In the woods. In fact, some of the some of the um camouflage blurred shots of the predator in the trees are not Kevin Peter Hall, the Jean-Claude Van Damme. Huh. It's just like a more much more horizontal man. <laughs> yeah. It's um Opinions vary wildly on what happened because what the studio says and what Jean-Claude Van Damme says are like super different. The studio world, the the official story is Arnold Schwarzenegger just thought he was too little and just wanted a bigger man. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme super wanted to fight Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger didn't want to fight him. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme says that what they wanted him to do was too dangerous. They were like running through trees and jumping out and he saw one of the stuntmen do what they wanted him to do. And the dude broke his leg and was taken off the project. So Jean-Claude quit. So there's a a, a distinct argument whether or not he walked off the set, if he was thrown off the set, but then they brought in Kevin Peter Hall and the rest is history. That's fair. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll believe the actor Uh, being in the Vancouver theater scene. There's so much shit that you get asked to do. That is so unsafe. Yeah. I mean, if your stunt mm-hmm. double gets a broken leg from doing something, I'm not going to go in and do that after them. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, I think like when Arnie jumps into the or 
when uh, Dutch jumps off the uh, uh, waterfall, his stunt double popped out his knee or something doing that. So mm-hmm. seems pretty dangerous. Although that 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 scene in Predator is Arnold Schwarzenegger, the huge the huge waterfall jump is him. Oh, really? Probably because his stunt double got janked <laughs> yeah, up doing it. You know? It's okay, yeah. I'll do it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> can Arnie? Can you not do that while you jump? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> now I, w- I want to watch Conan again because that's literally just his dialogue every time. It's just <laughs> <laughs> he he was he was not speaking English so much as chewing on it. And Conan, <laughs> that's true, but you know, <laughs> fine. Uh, all right, I got a bunch of predator facts. Although one of them has already been said much earlier. Only one. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, so the uh, facial appearance of the Predator was also inspired by the wrinkle-faced bat uh, Centurio Sanix. Yeah, that looks like that's how you pronounce those words. A and bat? also Vagines. Also Vagines. Look at that. I, I have, I'm showing Shara a picture. Look at that. Aww, Ugly it's so ass squish face. Cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very scary. <laughs> Which makes sense. I see the connection. Combine that with a a vajij. A vajij in your set. Yeah. Uh the next one, I don't know. The predator blood was made with like some mixture of glow sticks and KY jelly or something. I yeah, don't know. whatever. Unimportant. <laughs> yeah, my, who's the, no, fucking nerds. <laughs> the predator's yeah. blood was originally supposed to be orange. Ooh, why did they switch it? Do you know? I don't know. It's probably Do you know, B. Dave? It's they could the mixture wouldn't sh- it wouldn't show up on the camera. Couldn't get it to stick to the leaves, mm. so that's why they had to like just innovate something with what they had, which means they just fucking had KY to your previous point, Kelly. Oh fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> apparently it was just on hand in the jungle of Mexico. Listen, as we, one we does. rub it on our muscles so that they're nice and shiny. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we're very lubricated. <laughs> Get into our costumes. Just a bunch of men pumping iron. What's weird about that? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, uh, one of my favorite things about slashers and action movies like this is the presence of the the killer. Very minor. So uh, the predator was actually only on screen for a total of eight minutes in this movie. Nice. Yeah. Even I though- mean, a big mm-hmm. chunk more com- if you compare that to like the first Friday the 13th. Although you do yeah, see like less- a hand. Yeah. Less really is more, though, because your mind will fill in something scary. That's why the first Alien movie is so effective. Your your mind will fill in the worst thing when you can't see it. Mm-hmm. The moment you see it, even though it can be scary, it's all the things it could be, all that potentialities collapse into the one. Mm-hmm. The unknown. Before that, it's, it's Schrodinger's monster. Yeah. It could be anything. And like the weakest, you know? the lowest point of the Predator is when you have just like a full shot of it standing on the trees, like flaccidly shooting its laser beams into the forest because it can't find Arnie. It's like... Wow, this this alien doesn't know what it's doing right now. <laughs> uh, and the final one is an attempt was made to get shots of the predator swinging from tree to tree using a monkey in a red special effects suit. However, they had to cut it because the monkey kept taking off the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that still a Jean-Claude Van Damme dig like low key? Oh, no. You know, oh, no. <laughs> they're like, we had a monkey in an effects suit. <laughs> <laughs> The mon- <laughs> you just kept taking all- Arnie said this monkey was too small um, <laughs> alright so we also got feedback that uh, one of the sections of our trivia is trivia about cars and trivia about weapons uh, because uh, if you're fighting a big scary guy you gotta hit him or shoot him with something and I did not stop putting these in uh, we just 
sometimes they're not available to us and then we all miss out on the gun and car facts but now that you're saying this i'm assuming you have a giant list of language yeah exactly (laughs) there's there weren't any guns in this movie uh just no no Except for the gun. Yeah, the gun show. Ah, wink, mm-hmm. wink. Uh, those are just 100% Austrian. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, stick with me. This is going to be a big one. <laughs> All right. I like where this is headed. I mean, man, again, Ooh. if I had a nickel. I do start with a big I, one. Lane's mm-hmm. minigun, all painless, is a handheld old M134, painless. which was modified for handheld youths with an M60 handguard assembly installed beneath the barrel of a real rear pistol grip. Woo. Also, just for reference, I don't know what a lot of these numbers mean. I just think it's fun to, <laughs> to list say them all. <laughs> uh, Dutch's main weapon is an AR-15 SP-1 slab side M60 and fitted with an M16A1 birdcage <laughs> muscle flash with an M203 launcher and a perforated four end for the M203. <laughs> all right. I uh-huh. believe you. All true. Everything you just said is true. <laughs> oh, man, I knew it. Uh, Dylan and the other members of the squad carry a Heckler and Koch HK94A3. Yeah. Sure. Uh, sometimes it doesn't have these, to be. These big. are all these are all real guns, by the way. These things all exist. Oh yeah, I know. And also, and like, like there's there's rednecks in Wyoming that have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Max weapon is an M6OE3. It's nice to see the men that need like a bigger gun just just for reasons. Uh, Poncho. I mean. <laughs> Where's the lie? It's not the gun. It's the load of the ammunition. <laughs> it's how you use it. It's how you use it. Mm-hmm. And with who? And mm-hmm. honestly, like as long as everyone's happy with the size of your gun and everyone's having a good time. True. Yeah. Or at least has the common courtesy to lie to you. Exactly. <laughs> Poncho carries mm-hmm. a ANM5 pyrotechnic discharger built for a Heckler and Koch HK94. Billy's weapon is an ARSP-1 fitted with an underbarrel Mossberg 500. The sidearms carried by the troopers are Desert Eagles. That one. That was good. Just simple. I know what that is. I don't. And funnily enough, uh, the Walter PP that Anna used is actually intended to be a stand-in for the uh, Makarov PM pistol, which would normally be handed out by the Soviet Union. So she's using a British gun. You know, people won't notice. She's using a Walther PPK, right? Yeah. A Walther PPK is the gun that James Bond uses and the gun that the original Megatron transformed into was a Walther PPK. Oh, yeah. so, hey. so Anna is mm-hmm. a Bond. It's confirmed. Cool. Nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> wow, that it. was like, so kill- many gun facts. <laughs> There's a number of guns in the movie, so you yeah. have opportunities there. There's, yeah. there's very few recipe or there's very few ingredients to this recipe. Forest, muscles, guns, alien. That's it. <laughs> I feel that way about life. What are you talking about? Oh, man. What else is there? Uh, well, that's it. There were I, specific, and actually a uh, fun fact is um, in for vehicles is that. Because the helicopter was supposed to be like a black ops helicopter, it had no identifying or uh, ID markings on it in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's a helicopter. I'm sure I could find out what it was, but I didn't. So <laughs> it could be, it's uh, we'll call it a Chinook. It's a Chinook now. Yeah. There it was. You heard yeah. it here I first. I said it on the internet. I just said it twice. Yep. Yeah. So it's and, true. I'm an, and I'm an expert. So now that's what it is. <laughs> a Hind yeah. D. Mm-hmm. That's another helicopter, I think. Anyways, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're into our final thoughts section. B Dave, you got some final thoughts for us? Uh, again, see Predator if you haven't, man. Uh, the movie's a love letter to the 80s. Um, 
the the pretty much Schwarzenegger's entire catalog for like his first five or six movies are all just like ace after ace after ace. Um, and um, this is highly enjoyable. And a lot of the like fun factoids and things are really like about the, how they had to hire a bodyguard for Sonny Landum, who played Billy, because he would get so drunk and belligerent. The bodyguard's job was to protect everyone else <laughs> from him. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's true. Uh, that Shane Black was on set writing Lethal Weapon during Predator when he's just like sitting at the table doing stuff in the background. What he's doing is writing Lethal Weapon. Um, cool. Yeah. Just all sorts of like little like nuggety gems like that of, uh, you know, a, a bygone era of yesteryear Hollywood. Mm. What is what was the name of the show that you did? I don't think we ever actually mentioned it. Uh, the Rundown. Okay. It still exists. If you Google The Rundown Predator, it's like, honestly, Fox being Fox, even before they were acquired, I can say was woefully mismanaged. <laughs> uh, shockingly, astonishingly mismanaged. So when they were bought out, I was like, I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, and they took it up and put it down a dozen times. Yeah. But if you Google uh, The Rundown Predator, you'll probably find at least some of the stuff we did. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Sounds like it'd be interesting mm -hmm. to watch then. Uh, mm -hmm. my, I certainly think so. <laughs> my final thought is that uh, my favorite part of the movie was Billy's little laugh that he does. <laughs> I loved it so because like his appearance goes from like, man, what a dumb joke to do, to he gets it and he's like, oh. and it's like real glee. It's so good. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> Uh, I want to say that this film was way better than I was anticipating with like a much higher budget than somehow I thought. And not to say that I didn't think it was going to be good. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. <laughs> but that reminds me that uh, if you're a patron of $10 or higher, you'll be getting access to our brand new pre-fear bonus episodes Yay. where we chat about movies that we haven't seen before we watch them on the podcast. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching the rest of this series someday because this was so great. Yeah. I, I will just tell you, whatever you think this was going to be is what the second one probably is. Okay. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I didn't mention it, but I actually watched this. I've seen the second one, but I also watched it when I was way too young. So my mom had to like mm. fast forward through all the nudity. Uh, Ooh, and nudity. Skinned people. So I was, I've seen maybe mm. half of the second movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's very it's very explicit. Yeah. When I uh, when I I mean, I've had to see them a dozen times now, but when I was even in the contention to do the rundown, I sat down and watched one, two and Predators all back to back to back oh, the night before the audition <laughs> um, because I had to, I, it was my job to sell them, you know, and it's it's really not that bad. I mean, again, it is quintessential. <laughs> 1992. Just, it did, you know, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think what you thought this was, that one really is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's been Predator, a movie about just being incredibly straight and hanging out with your friends in the jungle. Next week, we'll be watching Host from 2020, a movie filmed entirely in quarantine. And remember, always scream responsibly. Ah!